Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey, boss ladies. I'm super excited about this week's episode. I had the opportunity to sit down with Camille Joy, who is an entrepreneur, a survivor, an advocate, and a voice of hope to the brokenhearted mommy. Like her name, Camille is a woman of joy who uses her various platforms to spread the love of Jesus and the joy of the Lord to men and women, rebuilding their lives after facing tragedy, adversity, and loss. She was a former executive chief, and she left her career to go into full-time entrepreneurship. She is the host of the Moments of Joy podcast, instructor at Moments of Joy Academy School of Podcasting, a wife and a mom to five amazing boys. Ladies, I am so excited to have Camille come on to talk about the super mom, being a super mom when life isn't so perfect and still being able to to have joy in the midst of it. Y'all know this is a conversation that we definitely need to have And so we're going to jump in in just a minute, but we first have to hear a word from our sponsor. So let's find out who this week's sponsor is and then get to our conversation. Hey, y'all. So before we get started in this week's episode, you know I do a lot of talking. And in that talking, my lips, child, they get so dry. But I have found a great solution for my lips. It is called Lexi Elaine Lip Gloss. Y'all, I love this lip gloss. It does not matte. I don't feel like I have like gum on my mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's so thick and it's like matted. This lip gloss is just the opposite. This lip gloss brings shine to your lips, completes your look, revitalizes your lips while holding moisture. Y'all know we need moisture, especially as it is getting darker and colder out here. (laughs) And I love the fact that this lip gloss includes vitamin E. But y'all, more than loving the product, loving the line, I actually love the the product owner. Lexi Elaine is a 13-year-old boss lady in her right. She has started this product line. And I love that this platform allows me to connect with boss ladies, boss women, women who are walking in their purpose, but it does something extra special to my heart when I see young people stepping out in their gifts and doing the things that are on their heart and that they are passionate about. And she is definitely representing that. So on top of all of that, my girl Lexi is giving us a 10% off all of her products. Guys, if you use the code BOSSLADY, you can receive 10% off of all of her products, which range between $5.99 and $8.99. So we out here shopping, we're getting gifts for people, grab one for your sister, grab one for yourself, grab one for your cousin and your auntie and everyone else. And so how you can receive this discount is you want to visit her website, which is LexiElaineCosmetics.com. It is spelled L-E-X-I- 
E-L-A-I-N-E-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S.com. I'll have all the details and all the information in the show note, and you want to make sure that you jump on this offer. It will not be around forever. As a matter of fact, it is a very limited time offer. So go ahead, support your sister, support your fellow boss lady in training and get your lip gloss. And um, <laughs> now let's get to this next episode. Hey, everybody. I am so excited about today's guest. I am so excited to have Camille Robinson on Boss Ladies Connect. We have just been able to recently connect and there is just something that God is doing. And so I'm super excited to have her on. Camille, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It has been just a pleasure to have met you and get to talk to you and get to know you. So I'm excited for today's conversation. I'm excited. I'm excited. For those of you who don't know, Camille is the host of Moments of Joy podcast. And for the short time that I have known her, I can completely understand why it's called moments of joy because the information that she kind of spews out and she, the things that she talks about it definitely leaves you feeling more uplifted and so i'm excited to dive into like how this came about what this podcast means to you and all those great things so can you share with us more about your podcast yeah so the moments of joy podcast is for super moms that don't always feel so super trauma victims that need an example of how God will pull you through and for those that are looking for a little joy. <laughs> I love that. So let's start with super moms that don't feel so super. Yep. Where, did, where did that like that yep. resonates so much with me? Where did you get that from? Literally, um, I believe that all moms are super moms. That came from one day of me having like this whole big list of things to do. And that's what I said to my husband was me being in super mom mode. And he was like, you're a super mom every day. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> super mom every single day. So I think sometimes we equate that, you know, you have to be a mompreneur or this, you know, great big person that does a lot, but it doesn't have to be. If you get off the bed, you are a super mom, but we don't always feel so super because sometimes moms go through postpartum depression, regular depression, our kids get on our nerves. Sometimes there's anxiety. Sometimes there's money issues, relationship issues. So even though we're super moms, we don't always feel so super. Um, and so I talk to moms and I encourage moms. Um, the next one is trauma victims that need an example of how God will pull you through. Um, I have guests come on my show who have been through trauma. If they're not a mom, um, still have been through trauma. Um, we've had foster care and adoption stories, um, stories of rape by grandfathers, stories of people who, a woman who is living with HIV and AIDS, um, someone who was homeless. Um, so the list goes on. Um, but today they are whole, delivered, walking in purpose. So we shine the light on those kind of stories to just show how God can and will pull you through, um, even the lowest point of your life. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that we have... Um, I have an episode coming out tomorrow. I don't know when this is going to air, but it's episode 119. 
and it's from pain to purpose. And so what you're talking about with trauma is exactly what that is about. Like how you're taking, how you've been able to um, allow, not allow, but take the trauma that you've experienced and allow it to to push you into a place of purpose and impact. And so I love those stories too. I absolutely love those stories. Yes, because it really leaves you feeling like, all right, my life wasn't that bad, number one. And if he will bring her through, he'll bring me through. So, and those of you that are looking for a little joy. So not that joy, joy is my middle name. Yeah, but (laughs) we need it is. <laughs> my name is Camille Joy. My mom named me Joy. But Joy has been like something that followed me all throughout my life. I was her Joy baby. So she almost died with my my sister, her firstborn. And my sister almost died. But when she had me, I came right out with one push. And she was like, I, it was such a joy. So she named me Joy. But behind me, I have choose Joy on the wall because like that's my motto. Like I have been through so many hard times, but I kept that with me like okay joy is a choice and I'm gonna choose joy today so oh can we talk about that a little bit because I think about like I just I know a little bit about your story which I would love for you to share Mm -hmm. but when you have that joy that even the middle name of joy but you're experiencing the trauma or the pain like what what was that process to actually choose joy? Because, you know, people say it all the time, like you got to choose joy, you got to choose happiness, you got to choose you. But mm-hmm. what do you really, like, what does that look like? What does choosing joy look like in the midst of, of it, something right? that's not so joyful, right? Right. And so while I was going through those hard times, I didn't say, I didn't have the formula of choosing joy. I didn't have number one, the joy of the Lord. I think that's the most important component, right? right. Um, not until I accepted Christ at 21, did I really start choosing joy, you know? So I had, um, I was already a mom by 16. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. So you know, when you raise your kids Christian, you expect them to line up accordingly. (laughs) But I was a wild child. (laughs) I was my mom's middle child, and I did not do that. Um, So I was a little gangbanger. I was um, fighting every chance that I could get, just chasing popularity and material things. I had a baby at 16. Lost my virginity at 14. And so um, when I had my son, I started to get on the right path and get my mind together and have my mind focused on college. But then I always say here came the enemy because I was still so materialistic. Uh, so one day I was leaving work at the local grocery store uh, and this guy pulled up on me and he had a um, red Range Rover, um, you know, gold jewelry, gold teeth that was popular back then um the ice (laughs) in the grill and so he was like let's go on a date right now and so young and dumb I went and that was the trick of the enemy right there that was the one moment that changed my life and so before you know it I had a gold ring on every finger two gold chains bamboo earrings Jordans on my feet and I was driving his car and then I dropped out of high school by 17, um, he was a hustler. So I went to go chase him and hustle with him during the day and um, eventually dropped out of high school. Um, so uh, I continued to stay in this relationship for uh, just about five years. 
and um, all of that beauty turned into pain real quick. Um, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Increasingly controlling, manipulating. Um, I would go maybe like six months to a year at a time without talking to my mom or my dad. So even um, as I continue to have children, I have one at 18, I have one at 19, and I have one at 21. So by 21, I have four children. And even at 21 years old, my mom had never even laid eyes on my belly until I was eight months pregnant. And then I popped up and she was like, oh, you're pregnant? Like, that's how much I hadn't been talking to her. (laughs) And so 21 was when I made the decision to leave. 21 was when I was like, if I stay here, I'm going to have 10 kids by the time I'm 30. And that's not what I want. Um, Anytime conversation would be had about me furthering my education or, you know, becoming a woman because I was 21, I was starting to want to blossom. And, you know, my friends, you know, I was looking at them and they were doing things. I wanted to drive, I still didn't drive. Um, And so thoughts and conversation of me becoming more independently always fueled the fire of a fight and an argument. Um, so over the course of time, I have been packing my clothes and big black garbage bags and planning an escape um, because statistically the abused woman really leaves 20 times before she actually leaves. And that was true for me. I left, I would come back. I left, he wouldn't say sorry and, you know, talk about how things were changing. They wouldn't. And so I just kept big black garbage bag in the children's room because I knew that he never went in there anyway. He didn't change the diaper or change their clothes. So that was my place to hide of escape. What was life like? Um, Like, what were you, what was going on in your head? Like, I like to talk about like that when those things were happening, when you were coming back and forth, what type of thoughts were you having, I guess, about yourself at that time? I don't remember thoughts of myself. I remember feeling trapped. Mm. I remember feeling like, what am I gonna do? I don't have anywhere else to go because I had left high school all of this time, I didn't work because I didn't really have to work. Um, And then I started having the children. So I was home with the kids. So I felt um, unworthy. Um, I, I was angry. And I definitely felt hopeless. So I would say to myself, what do I look like leaving with four kids and nothing? I would like replay that thought in my head. And I would say that to myself. But then, you know, one day it broke and I left. I was going to say, so there's, I hear like some similarities in your story and in mine, um, just even from that feeling of being stuck. Like for me, I was in not a great relationship, but it seemed like every time I was like, I'm done here, I was pregnant. And then it was like, oh boy, I got to do it all over again. And then, um, but there was a moment for me where I just was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if I never get another husband. I don't care if I'm never in another relationship. I don't care if people look at me and my three girls like, what have you done with yourself? I just got, I remember getting to the place where I was just like, I do not care. Like, Lord, literally I was on my knees. Like I surrender. I don't need any of these other things. If it's just me and them, like for the rest of my life, (laughs) 
I am okay. So I'm wondering, what was that moment for you? You said it broke, but what was that? What was that moment for you like? So it was very dramatic. I had one Kurt Franklin CD. So that's why nobody could talk about Kurt Franklin. I don't care how tight his clothes are. <laughs> yes. Because he is the one that bridged the gap from the sinners to, to becoming a believer. Mm-hmm. When you don't feel so churchy, you can listen to Kurt Franklin CDs and you know, he will lead you to Christ. And that's, he led me back to Father God because I only had one CD. You know, I wasn't deep where I would know how to read the Bible or let a word, a scripture speak to me. But through those songs, I just began to cry out to God. And just like you said, I would say, God, if you get me out of this, I won't come back. And I would just pour out my heart to him and cry. And one day my mom came to visit. Um, She had started coming to visit more. She got a job close to my house and she was trying to build a relationship with me. So she would come pick me up for lunch every now and then and just say, you know, you can come home whenever you want. And and I would be like, you know, what do I look like? But one day she came to bring the baby onesies. Now the night before we had a huge fight. We were talking about me and my kid's father, me going back to school. And he stood up while I was breastfeeding my two week old baby and gave me several blows to the head, pow, pow, pow. And and that was the first time I couldn't fight back because I was a fighter. So every time we fought before I was fighting back, but this was the first time I was helpless. So that was it for me. I knew that I had to run. So when my mom came to visit, um, she came, she brought me some onesies for the baby and my kid's father walked through the door. Now, every time he came home, I would just immediately get up and start cooking dinner because he would bring groceries home and that was the routine. But because my mom was here visiting, I didn't. I kept talking to her. Um, so he went to the kitchen and started rummaging around pots and pans and being aggravated. So she sensed that and she said, you know what, I'm going to leave. So we walked her outside to her car. It's beginning to drizzle at this point. And I bring the kids with me to say bye to grandma. We're in the driveway, you know, just saying goodbye. And he comes on the porch and he's like, what the F? Don't you see it raining? Bring these kids in here. So my mom just like, all right, bye. I don't think she heard him, but I heard him um, because she was in her car with her music. And she pulls off, we go in the house. Um, in a fight, you know, argument back and forth happened. And that's when it broke for me. I called my mom and I said, mommy, would you please turn around? I'm done. I don't want to live here anymore. Will you please let us come home to you? And she turned her car around. And at this point, it was pouring cats and dogs I will never forget and she pulled that van back up I put those three car seats in the car um because my my oldest was already you know with my mom while I was in this abusive relationship um I pulled those black black garbage bags out of the closet yes. one by one yes and, and we ran we rode away um with that rain pouring down cats and dogs and and I never look back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I I'm just I'm thinking back to my own stuff, but I can imagine um just that feeling and even the level of intensity of making that decision while he was there. Mm-hmm. That's another thing too. Making that decision while he was there and then your mom like we got to love our parents cuz I know my mom was a praying mother. 
Mine, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> the reason I am free. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I love the part that you mentioned about Kirk Franklin, because I remember when I was pregnant with my third, was my third child? I think it was my third child. And I was just kind of beating myself up. Like, why am I pregnant again? Mm -hmm. Um, And, and even in some of that too, because I was married, but there were like, you know, I didn't want to keep having babies, but then when you're married, and you're with someone and they're kind of like, well, I don't want to use this and I don't want to do that. And I don't like the way this makes you feel. And I don't want like, and then it's like, this was so important who you connect yourself with. Right. And so, you know, making sure that that person loves you, has your best interests in mind um, because it's all these little compromises that you don't realize that you have to make um, that are going to have long-term impacts. And so I remember being pregnant and I remember laying in the bed because I was, um, the, in my first trimester was kind of spotty. And I remember laying in the bed and listening to silver and gold Wow. or Kirk Franklin. And I remember it was like, you, um, you know, I'd rather have Jesus than silver yeah. and gold, but yeah. it was, it, there's also a verse in there. I think when it was like, I tried to call my best friend, mm-hmm. I tried to call such and such, I tried mm-hmm. to call, but none of them people. And it was like exactly how I felt. So the only person I can call on was Christ. So I absolutely love that story. So can you share with us a little bit about how the podcast evolved? Mm -hmm. So I, after I left that situation, I I went into culinary school and really became a chef. So 11 years in, I was at the top of my career, executive chef. And I was in the kitchen one day, just running around like chefs do cooking. But I saw my friend who was on the other side um, with headphones in her ear. So every day she came in with headphones in her ear. Now she had these headphones in her, her ears. And I was like, what is that? She said, podcast. Have you heard of podcast? And I was like, yeah, but I've never listened to one. So she started sending me um, Side Hustle Pro, Redefining Wealth, Blessed and Blessed. And so <laughs> I was listening to all these amazing podcasts every day, all day at work. And so one, one day the Holy Spirit said, now it's your turn. I want you to jump into podcasting. And I was like, what? How am I going to start a podcast? I, I would ask everyone I knew and they were like, oh, I don't know how to start a podcast. So I sat on that couch every day after work and really just um, dived into it. But it was something that the Lord wanted me to share and to really share the vulnerable parts of myself and of my story and all the ugly parts to encourage other other women. I love that. <clears throat> and I know that you have an academy to help people in this process and in this journey. And so um I would love to hear more about that and maybe just giving some tips for those who are interested in starting a podcast, but not really sure where to begin. I'm not really sure how to get started and just trying to figure out like, what is this going to look like for me, you know, starting this journey? 
Yep. So I recently launched um, Moments of Joy Academy and Moments of Joy Academy is a school of podcasting. I specifically cater to Christian entrepreneurs and Christian influencers, those that have a voice or don't know that you have a voice yet. (laughs) And so um, I encourage you to start your podcast. So within our academy, we have three courses currently, um, how to start your podcast, how to monetize, and how to incorporate professional video into your podcast. Um, Some more courses will be coming, branding and marketing, um, different things like that. But one of the things that uh, we are also getting ready to do is full production. So I'm working with one client now to go into the full production of his show um, for people who maybe, well, he's a bishop. So people who are like him that just have a busy schedule and cannot edit and, um, you know, put up content. And so we'll be doing that as well. I think that one of the most important things to do is to, number one, just believe in who God called you to be and the audience who he is calling you to. Um, You know, me and Letitia, we have both have podcasts, but God has called you all who are listening to her to hear her voice and those that listen to the Moments of Joy podcast to glean from what he's given me. So be content with who you are and don't pay attention to um, all the other podcasters in the world, but try to narrow down who it is that God is calling you to speak to. And I don't care if it's red lovers, the color red lovers. I don't care if it's people that have dreadlocks. You um, narrow it down and go for it and know that your voice is valuable. You matter and podcasting is not an oversaturated field. So come on in. (laughs) I absolutely love that because for me, you know, as a a younger adult, um, talking has always been an issue for me. Not as far as like I can talk, I can talk, Um, but it felt like I would always get myself in trouble from talking. And so I was definitely the one who would be in the room and like, you see all these elephants and everybody would be acting like there's no elephants in the room. And I'd be the one to be like, okay, well, are we not going to talk about like that thing over there? Just that's been here for like two months and no one's saying anything. Can we talk about it? So I've always been that girl where it's like, um, oh, here she go. You know, here she goes. She's about to say something. What she what she's gonna what is she going to say? And that has that at one point um, really made me um, stray away from talking and saying things because it had been made to seem like it was an issue, right? And I just thought it was so ironic that God would give me the the name Tisha Talks um, to really spark me to move out in that space and. It's like the thing that, you know, maybe the world um, doesn't value or doesn't appreciate about you is the very thing that God wants to use um, for his glory and to leave that imprint on this earth. And so, yeah, you have a unique voice, just like you said, just step out and do it. But it was that very thing that I would get pushback for all the time that I now use the most. That's right. (laughs) Every report card I had said Camille talks too much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> talks too much, too honest, too blunt. You know what I mean? And then that, that's the thing that people are out here looking for because they, they yeah. want to see you. And, I, and I'll, I'll say that I even like in this journey, I struggled with 
authentically showing up as myself because mm -hmm. you've been wearing so many different masks for folks, yeah. you know? And so um, what I love about podcasting is it gives you a platform to be yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but then the question becomes, well, who is, who is that, mm -hmm. you know, when you're walking in that? And so um, I love what you're doing because you help people embrace that portion of it. And that's like such a big deal. It's such a big deal. Thank you so much. Yep. Because we all matter. And how many of us have friends that never want to talk, but they're such powerhouses, you know? So yeah, I want to yeah. encourage that person. <laughs> awesome. So if you, before we, um, <clears throat> before we go, we could transition just a little bit. I know that you're, um, we were talking about moms that don't feel so super, right? And I know that, um, you know, you have a child that is autistic and you're still, um, in addition to just raising children in general, because you have, um, I don't remember how many you have, but I know I have five. And so. You twins, sis. Five kids. Um, you know, we, we tend to like put, I know for myself, put a lot of pressure on being able to do so many things and accomplish so much stuff and yeah. sometimes even get lost in, in that role, you know, as a mom. And so I just love this whole concept of like, you're a super mom, but you don't, you don't always feel so super like that speaks volumes that I don't think that we as moms um, allow ourselves to be vulnerable in that space. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to share a little bit about what, you know, you to share a little bit about what, um, what was that moment when you were like, we got to have a space where we could be who we are unapologetically. Yeah, it, it was really, I didn't share this part um, yet, but it, it was really birthed because after that, leaving that abusive relationship, um, the abuse didn't stop. And so he used the children to abuse me emotionally. Uh, so where I would put my foot down, it just got really bad. And we entered into a really ugly custody battle and it lasted for three years. But I lost custody of my three children by my abuser. I was distraught. I was young. I couldn't stand up for myself in court when he had so much money and had so much power. And I was so emotional, you know, but the Lord. And so I spent um, six or seven years without really having time with them in my home. So now my children are grown, you know, grown um, a lot older. They're 16, 15, and 13. I have a 19-year-old. That's my first one. He's in college. And then I have the baby. That's a three-year-old. Um, so through that journey, God was like, I want you to open up your mouth and talk to the mothers who don't even have their kids. So that's what I started talking about. And then I reshift, I reshifted and branded. And um, it, so for the past two years, it wasn't named a podcast for super moms that always feel so super. But then that's what God showed me, um, began to show up on the podcast. As I looked at the episodes that I would release, the moms were the ones listening. The mom episodes were the ones that had the most downloads. So I decided to just stick to talking to those moms because they like to hear the stories that I shared about autism, about living without them. And, and through me talking about custody battles and um, not having the children in my home, so many women would come to me, low income, very high income, white women, black women, and say, this happened to me too. And, I, and I'm living in shame and I'm 
um, very suicidal because I was. Can, can you imagine? Um, mm -hmm. There were many days when my mom had to literally pray me through at three o'clock in the morning because I was like, I'm going to die now. And I know you got Quentin, but I'm just like, Lord, take me now. Because if he's, you know, it's like taunting. And so many women are going through this. And I, and I wanted to stand up and be the voice that says, God will restore. I don't care how many years um, it takes. And to say that you will live and not die. God sent me an amazing husband, even through that pain. So he, I call my husband my angel because I met him right when I lost my children. Um, so although it was like kind of weird because they weren't there, I embraced that God was sending me someone to um, make me happy in the midst of my pain. And so that, that, that's the super mom that doesn't always feel so super. It's real. And then getting married and then having a baby that not just had autism, but he was born with congenital heart disease. So by, by one years old, he had three heart surgeries, open heart being the last one. Um, so having to watch him cry for two hours and be in that hospital and, you know, have bills still adding up at home, having to put up GoFundMe's, you know, and then him having autism. I think I represent those super moms that doesn't always feel so super, but it's like, mama, we got to get up. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep choosing joy. And that means doing things that put a smile on our face, even if it's just taking a walk to look at the sky, drinking some tea calling your girlfriend some, putting on your lip gloss, your lipstick, painting your nails, you know, making sure that you're pouring into yourself so that you can still just put a smile on your face in the midst of the times where uh, you just cried the night before. Girl, you just, I'm blessed just sitting here <laughs> listening to you. I'm like, I am so glad that you're using your voice. I'm mm -hmm. so glad. And, and I'm like, the people that are listening to this, I hope that not only are they encouraged by um, your testimony, but encouraged that they have a voice that is meant to impact someone else. Because even what you have said, it just brings me back to my days when I was going through custody stuff and my kids were going, you know, through things. And it's kind of like, you know, the back and the forth and, yeah. and the devastation. And even when my daughter went to go stay with her dad when she was 16. Yeah. And so like, I'm, I am just so glad that you did not remain silent. You because know? Thing that we carry and it, well, it's not our fault and and then here's another piece it's nothing wrong with the kids being with their father you know it's not like they were in dcf custody but it's like some shame that we carry that i wanted to be free from and i wanted other women to be free from it mm -hmm. it's okay you know i love it i'm so glad that you did this i'm so glad that you have opened yourself up and just have been um obedient. And I think we were in a room the other day talking about like podcasting and the importance of it and just how important it is that whatever God has given you, whatever he's called you to do, that we absolutely do it because so many other people are tied to it. You have no idea. And podcasting just happens to be that platform that allows you to reach people globally, you know? And so you don't know what other people are struggling with. And it's, it's just super important that we we answer the call, man. And I'm so glad that you have done that. Thank I'm you so, so much. Thank you so, so much. 
Is there anything else that you'd like to add um, before we hop off and then let everybody know um, how they can reach you, how they can get connected and be a part of the academy? Yes, I just want everybody to be encouraged um, because I know that 2020 has been difficult for so many people. So many people have dealt with loss of family and loss of jobs. Um, but I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. If you don't have a relationship with him, um, you don't have to go to a church because none of us are going to a church right now. <laughs> but it, it can begin right where you are, right at home. It was music for me where I just let him in and allowed him to give me joy where I couldn't find it myself. And so I just want to say, try him. Um, you know, you're not trying religion, but you're going to try relationship. And then I promise you things will get better. So you can find me on Instagram at Moments of Joy Podcast, on Facebook at Moments of Joy Podcast, and um, our website is mojpodcast.com. So I look forward to connecting with everyone. Thank you so much, Camille. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for having me. I'll see you in the clubhouse, my sister. Yes, girl. <laughs> and if y'all don't know what the clubhouse is, you find out. <laughs> Hey y'all. So a lot of times I get DMs about how to start a podcast. A lot of you guys have a voice. You have a story that you want to share. You have a wisdom that you want to drop. You got some gems you want to drop with us. Or maybe you are looking to establish yourself as an expert in your industry and expand your brand. Whatever it may be, you absolutely deserve to be heard. And so I have set up a masterclass on podcasting for beginners that will give you all of the tools and the resources that you need to get started with your podcast. And I mean to get started within the next couple of weeks. So I have um, put everything together, um, all of my marketing techniques, um, a lot of my um, ideas for monetizing, a lot of my uh, equipment that I use and the platforms that I use and the platforms that are available. And I have simplified it so that you, you, yes, you girl can start your podcast right away. So the link to the masterclass is in the show notes. It's available for $24.99 for a limited amount of time. So if you are interested in getting started and sharing your voice, sharing your thought leader <laughs> wisdom with us, and um, just really stepping out out of fear and into purpose. <laughs> yes, I said it, stepping into purpose. Click the link in the show notes to... Um, to register for the webinar today. Talk to you later. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to 
align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.